I'm bringing to you today a message from the book of Jude. And the book of Jude is a call to awakening as Christians. And there are two prominent words are there, salvation and faith. And salvation and faith, they describe us as Christians. That is what really uh, Job is, I mean, Jude is all about. Is is wanting to remind us that we are a people who have been saved and also we are a people uh, who have been given faith. And of course, salvation is, is through faith uh, and through the work of our Lord Jesus Christ or faith in Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul in Romans 5 says this, Since we have been justified, we have been made right with God. We have peace with God. We have been justified. We have been forgiven. We have been saved. We have peace with God through faith. Uh, 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 in Jesus Christ. And so Jude here, he in different words, uh, he is trying to bring to his readers that this faith, this trust in Jesus Christ, this trust in his work and his saving grace, being saved and given this faith is constantly challenged by certain and it is schemes, and on the other hand, by our own sinful desires. This faith is contested all the time. So, so if we are not going to do what Joe, I mean, Jude is telling us to do, so we can really run into a lot of troubles. We as Christians, we know this out of our experience. If we neglect the means of grace, we fall into traps, isn't it? We fall flat. So that is why he wrote to these people. And also always when there is a, a message, uh, there is also a context. There is a, a context. Uh, so the context may differ. You see, the context may differ. But uh, the, the purpose is one. is for God's people to remain strong and to, put, and to, and to, and to guard what has been uh, given to them. Uh, as a means by which we live a life that is worthy of Christ and also a life of blessings, a life of victory, and, and so forth. And today, Jude is urging us to contend for the faith that was once entrusted to the saints. So, in another word, he's saying, this faith we have is historical. We, we are not to invent wheels, isn't it? So those who have gone before us is the same faith. And we, we heard about the heroes of faith. It's the same faith. That is the meaning of the words. The faith that was entrusted. So I read it to you in case you want to uh, have a collection of this. Dear friends, verse 3. Dear friends, I, although I, have very, um, I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share. I felt I had to, to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. And these saints are the saints of the Old Testament and also saints of the New Testament. And everything they have suffered in the past as a result of their disobedience, also we will suffer in our own days as a result of our disobedience of the Lord. And so the result is one. And the calling is one. So, you know, 
as much as we are following in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ, also we, we are also building our lives on the foundation of the Old Testaments, the Old Testament prophets and the, and the apostles. You know my favorite verse in Ephesians 2, 20. Building our lives on the foundation of, of the apostles and prophets. What is that? What they had believed in the Old Testament. What they spoke about. About God. About how we can keep ourselves as God's people. They spoke. And then when people really rebelled against that. So people have suffered so much. God moved. And we are told actually if we, if we were hearing properly. Listening properly. Or if I go back. Let me do this exercise. And be patient with me. For so the purpose, he was writing to them, for certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. There are godless men who change the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign and Lord. That was the reason they were denying that Jesus was the Son of God. And, and he, four times in one verse, he described them as godless men, ungodly, unholy, if they do that. Though you already know all this, I want to remind you that the Lord delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. So the Lord himself destroyed those who did not believe, who did not really keep the covenant, did not walk with, before God. That is things. God is impartial. He will also not bless rebellions. He will not really uh, pour out his, his, his blessings uh, upon those who would want to reject uh, his, 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 his voice, his word. Those who would just want to leave uh, uh, by their own devices. And, and, and let me keep going. And so, uh, but later destroy those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their own homes. These he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and, uh, and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. As there will be eternal blessings, there will also be eternal uh, 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 judgment. In the very same way, these dreamers pollute their own bodies, reject authority and slander uh, celestial beings. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare to bring a slanderous accusation against him, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Yet these men spoke, speak abusively against whatever they do not understand. And what things they do understand by instincts like and reasoning animals, these are the very things that destroy them. Woe to them, they have taken the way of Cain. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. They have been destroyed in Korah's rebellions. These men are blemishes at your love feast. Now, I'm just giving you a background of the things that Jude have really put together. And now he is identifying the ch these challenges to his readers in his own times. 
And so what is he saying? Says false teachers who were following their ungodly desire. Verse 4, in verse 18 and 19, we see these people. He said, but dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They say to you, in the last time, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desire. These are the men. He will describe them. So, he says, there will be people who will be teaching us things that will not help us to be God's people will not help us to be truly on fire for the Lord. And, and, and the things that they were teaching, they were just like living a, a loose life. They were, they were sexually uh, uh, immoral. Uh, uh, they were teaching arrogantly. Uh, they were claiming things that were not true. And so we are warned. Uh, 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 like those people also in our own time, that there will be also in our own days uh, false teachers who will just speak things that will not help us. And we are warned here not to, uh, f- uh, to, to, to buy into those things. Uh, note also that the parts of the problem is the misinterpretation of the grace of God by false prophets in the Old Testament that we are chosen people And yet, when they fell into sin, God moved and punished them. And also, here, we are called also not to follow in their own, uh, in in their ways. Because of the special favor on them in the Old Testament, because of God's grace, they wanted really not to follow God. A teaching that, that led to sin. Look at Jeremiah 6 verse 14. Jeremiah 6 verse 14. What it says. These false prophets, they dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their loathsome conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush, so they will fall among the fallen. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. So that was the same thing. In, verse, in chapter 8, verse 11 also is the same thing. The prophet were addressing people, telling them that peace, 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 when there's no peace, when they should have warned them rightly. Again, the prophet uh, Ezekiel picked it up and also is speaking about the false prophets. They were teaching the wrong thing. These prophets should have warned the people of God of the looming judgment of God so that they may repent and avoid destruction. So... Some may say, we are in the New Testament. Well, Jude is saying, here I am not the first to warn. This is what he's saying. He said, the apostles foretold. And you read Second Peter 2, Second uh, P- uh, Peter 3, verse 2. So, the same warning, the, the prophets in the New Testament, they were warning that there will come a time. So, the Old Testament prophets, they were saying, there will come a time. When people will not be wanting to follow the Lord rightly, but to follow their own devices. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 2. I want you to recall the word is spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior 
through, uh, uh, through your apostles. So this is the thing. So there will be those uh, he described here as scoffers, those mockers. They will mock those who want to walk with the Lord, those who would want to do the right things. Uh, they, they will mock them. So in verse 18, in the last time, there will be scoffers, mockers, who will mock those who want to live a holy life, those who want to sacrifice wholeheartedly, those who want to take to heart the gospel. And here he described them. He said, these people, they divide God's people. So this is how he described them. If they come and they move people away from the word of God, and so they create division in the body of Christ. And anyone who is doing that is a false prophet because the body of Christ is one and should be united because it is in the unity of the body uh, that the world may know that we are God's people, we are uh, God's disciples. So these people, they will divide. Uh, and then secondly, they, they will follow their mere natural instincts. They will interpret things according to their own understandings, according to their understanding of the world around them, not according to the revelations. And these people, if they come to church and want to teach us something that is not of the word of God, and so we can run the risk of falling away from the Lord. And that is why we are warned uh, to, to, to see these things and see the signs of false prophets, those who want to move us away from our secure position. They follow their natural instincts. Their natural instincts, understanding of things, appeal to many of us in our days, isn't it? And so you can go and do everything right, but will be devoid of the life of God, will be devoid of the Holy Spirit, will be devoid of... Of, of the use of God. God cannot bless that. You might be doing everything right, perfect. You see, keeping everything right. You see, and yet, God is not in that. And this is what is called natural instincts. And even with this philosophy, it's so dangerous. And the call for the people of God. And then also they are described three things. They divide people, they follow their natural instinct, and also they do not have the Holy Spirit. And when there is no Holy Spirit, there is no faith. There is no salvation. Because salvation, the mark of salvation is being filled with the Holy Spirit. And you cannot go against God as a Spirit-filled believers. And even if you are tempted to do that, the call for you is to persevere in the right teaching. That is why Jude is doing this, is reminding us to do this. And the things that he will tell us to do will be also like three things I will pick up, equivalent to the things that we have seen in the, those false prophets. And if anyone would want to follow those false prophets, uh, this is what he will be uh, doing. So, these people have no Holy Spirit. And when there is no Holy Spirit, there is no love for God. There will be no uh, hearing of the voice of God, and there will be no sacrifices. And you wonder why there's not, not too many people going to mission, not too many people uh, giving uh, a lot of resources for the work of the gospel. Uh, no wonder why uh, people also are not praying in the spirit, are not hearing God, why uh, we are not winning souls, uh, uh, maybe why, yeah, a lot of things. That can contribute to, to these things. Maybe the false teachers also already have found their way into our midst and have uh, discouraged us from uh, doing the things that uh, Jude is telling us to do. And so let me move quickly. Having, having described these people, 
false prophets. And when we see these signs of these false prophets, we are to be aware of this one and we are to oppose them. And we are to stand against these things. And anyone would want to teach us natural knowledge, we would not want to buy to it. Any natural understanding of things, how things are described as, as of God, no, they will not help us. And they will not encourage us in our work. But you are to do these three things to avoid destruction of your faith. This is what he's saying. First, he said, build yourself. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Wow. This is a very general statement, isn't it? You may ask me, how then can I build up myself in my holy faith? How can we build up our, ourselves in our most holy faith? How do I do that, you say? How can I do that? Well, let me suggest these things. Since this man hasn't given us this, but we read in the light of the teaching of the Bible and also in the things that he has said. So we know that we are people who have been saved by faith and faith alone, isn't it? Salvation, he talk about salvation. And we know also we are people who have this faith in the Lord. So you need to make up your mind to know that you have been saved, you have been set apart for God. You need to know this. And you need to make up your mind on who to trust for the small and big needs of your life. In this sense, you will be building up yourself in the Lord. And there's list of things that you need to do. Not because these things will save you but to help you to be on fire. Because if we neglect, and he will say pray, and I will keep this. But how about the reading of the word? How about doing good for those who are in need? How about meeting with brothers, Christians? How about praying for the lost? How about... uh, Seeking God to to direct you how you can advance his kingdom. In this way, you will be uh, placing yourself in the right direction. How can I make difference in the lives of the people in my church, in the lives of people in my community as a believer? How can I do this? How can I, 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 I love those who hate me? How can I continue doing that? In doing that, you are building yourself up in your most holy faith. It's a holy faith. So how can you do that? So how can I, I resist uh, getting into relationships that are not of God? And say, so if you reject these things, you are building up yourself in your most holy faith. It's holy faith. Sex outside marriage, lying, gossiping, all sorts of things. You avoid all these things. And then in these big statements, you are placing yourself in the right position. And then he went and this is the calling. And, and you know we have been built up. Because that is what really Ephesians 2 says. You, uh, we have been uh, built upon, upon Jesus Christ, isn't it? And all that we are doing, we are feeding ourselves. Uh, we, are in, we, are, we are feeding ourselves with, with all, through the means of grace to be strong in the Lord. And so that is a building. And so as you build a house, so you are building your spiritual life. So you, 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 your spiritual life is very important. 
And it is something that requires a bit of, uh, a bit of uh, focus. Uh, a bit of focus. And you sit and you search yourself. Are you on fire? Are you right with the Lord? Are you growing in your faith? Uh, are you forgiving those who are accusing you falsely? Are you, not, uh, are you uh, tithing? Maybe are you giving out of, your, uh, of, of, of all the things God has given you? And giving doesn't, not, doesn't mean necessarily money. Your times, your talents, uh, your skills. You see, your, uh, your love even. So this is, this is how we build ourselves in our most holy faith. Avoiding the things that are unholy. And then secondly, she says, uh, he said this too. Um, he says, we are also to keep, to keep ourselves in God's love. To keep ourselves in God's love. How can we keep ourselves in God's love? God has loved us. And he calls us to walk in the light. And so as he is in the light, Jesus Christ has called us to follow him. This is a, a clear indication that we love him. We build up our, our, our faith and then also we, we, uh, uh, we, we keep the love of God burning in our hearts. So praying to Jesus, saying how much you love him because he has loved you first. And how you would want to give yourself fully. And then that is a, a way to keep the love of God in your heart. You see, singing to him songs of praises to his holy name. And doing things for his own sake. I won't do this because I love God. So this is how you keep yourself in God's love, avoiding all the sins uh, through his grace as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. You see, Christian faith is not just we have been saved only, but also we are a people to wait for the Lord. We keep ourselves holy because the Lord is to come. And all of us, we will stand before his judgment seat and we will give an account how we have lived our life. Have we crossed boundaries? Have we entertained ourselves with bad things? We are speaking bad language as Christians, teasing people and laughing at their perils and their troubles and problems. So, or or in, in a state, being loving and being sympathetic. So this is how we can keep ourselves in the love of God. And so having Christ in our face all the time uh, and, and having no regards uh, for any uh, false teaching and so he went on to say this, that we do these things, we build ourselves up, and also we keep ourselves in the love of Christ. And, and then also he says this, he says, we are also to be merciful to those who doubt. And so it's a mark of faith to, 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 uh, to be merciful and not to uh, judge those who, uh, who doubt and instead to pray for them as you exercise this. And then now you observe these things. Uh, that we, uh, we are, there are things we do ourselves. Uh, th- these things we do, we build, we keep, and we, and we pray also in His Spirit. So, and so by doing these things, these are the things we do for ourselves. And then as we move, as we build ourselves up in this way, praying in His Spirit, keeping ourselves in the love of God, we will be able to be merciful. For the person who is not on fire for the Lord, who is not walking with the Lord, cannot be merciful. He will be brutal in his, own, in his own judgments. He will see things only through his own eyes. He will not see things through God's eyes. And praying in his spirit is just 
is, is, is something we can say a lot of things about it. But praying in the Spirit is praying through the praise that the Lord himself gives. Praying in accordance with his will. Praying things that are not selfish. That is praying in the Spirit. And as we do this, we will be merciful to those who doubt. And also we will snatch also others from the fire. These are the things we do for others. Uh, but this, if we didn't do the first things, it is very difficult that we do the other things. We can never do this. We can never be merciful. We can never snatch people from fire. Snatching people, people are perishing. Someone in fire, if you leave them for a long time, they finish. And so one of our calling also is to really rescue people through the gospel. And as we do this, and we are a people truly uh, set apart, saved, and also given a faith. And also saying that uh, and he differentiated between the first mercy, be merciful to those who doubt. But also he says mercy, show mercy mixed with fear. Show mercy mixed with fear. What is the difference between the first mercy that you show to the doubting? They doubt the Lord. But the mercy that you show to those who wrong you, the second one, you mix it with the fear of the Lord. That is what he's saying. Now, having said all these things, of course, who can build themselves up? Who can build themselves up? Who can keep themselves in the love of God himself? Who is the one doing the keeping? Who is the one doing the keeping here? Who is the one helping you to build up yourself? Who is the one who is helping you to be merciful and to show mercy? That is what we see here in the doxology. To him who is able to keep you. Now he turns our eyes to God. He, said, he says, having said all these things, and they were so like heavy for you, isn't it? I think that is what you were feeling this, this, this few minutes, isn't it? Who can do this? How can I build myself up in my holy faith? And, and I would be deemed as someone who is walking with the Lord. Well, the Lord himself, he is able to help you build up yourself. For that is the gripping of his love and his power. He put you in the right place. And he visits you before you come to him. He, 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 his eyes are upon you. That is what he says. Even before we pray, he knows our needs. All that he wants from us is to have this desire and this attitude that I want to build myself up in the love of God. I want to build, I want to keep the faith, the desires, the, the, the desires. Because that is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Him, the Lord God Himself is able to keep you from falling, from being moved by the false teachers. They can come. Don't run away from them when they come. But you face them. With the right knowledge, knowing that you have entrusted yourself and your lives to the one who is able. He is not just a weak God. He is a God who is able uh, to help you to defeat all these false prophets. All these false voices. What do prophets do? They speak words huh? that can burden you, isn't it? Oh, you need to do these things. Oh, you need to try this. See, a lot of people, you see, try this to lose weight. Isn't it? Or, or to keep your skin nice. Try this, try this, try, try this. They, they just bombard you with a lot of things. 
You see, uh, uh, take these vitamins. <laughs> you, you will have good health. You see, or uh, uh, do this, uh, maybe keep your hair. <laughs> so, so a lot of things. <laughs> you see, so if you just buy into all these things, you will be lost. You will be lost. So how can you permit all these hurdles? These troubles that we have in this world, these challenges, this explosion of knowledge of many things. Even how if you eat this food, your body will act in this way. Who can keep up with all these things? But if you trust the Lord, He is able. He is able to help you and to keep you from falling. And then also they were told to keep themselves in God's love as they wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. So we are in this journey to eternal life. But here Jude is saying, it's not only to keep, he's keeping you, but also he will make sure that you arrive to present you before the glorious presence without fault and with great joy. See this? Is God is worthy? Is he worthy? Can we do this as a church today? Can we shine for the Lord? Because we have this God who did not only save us, but also he is washing over us, enabling us to live our Christian faith with confidence. It's the confidence that we can draw from the word of God and not from the false prophets who will tell us that, oh, we live in the age of grace and we can do anything we like. We've been set free to love God and have the freedom to overcome sin and devil. Who can overcome sin? As a young, young, young people, how can you preserve your life? The Bible says, how can a young person keep his life? From sin. What does the Bible say about that? In Psalm 119, is it 105? Am I right? Your word, no, maybe nine. Your word is a lamb to my feet and a light for my path. The verse in my mind is so how can a young person keep his life from his life from sins by holding fast to the word of the Lord? And the Lord is able to keep us. Can we do this? Can we do this? Can we trust the Lord Jesus Christ? That this salvation that He has given us, but if you are not saved, you don't have the spirit, and also you will uh, uh, not be praying in the spirit, you will not keep yourself. And the love of God. And you will not be able to build your life in the most holy faith. Three things I have shared with you today. And these things we are to make sure that we do this. I want to give you one example. My car broke down. And I think it did its job, isn't it? I was just everywhere. And then I had the opportunity to travel in the public transport. And burdened with this... Uh, things of taking overs and things like that. 
But as I was traveling from Cranbourne, I was just sitting reading a commentary, uh, Acts of Apostles and Paul's letters in Arabic, and sitting against, on, on the other side, uh, a Muslim young girl. I think she's from Afghanistan uh, as a nurse. And then she sneezed. And I said, bless you. <laughs> that is the standard, isn't it? So we said, bless you. And that's it. And then I went on reading. And then she just, a few seconds later, she said, what are you reading? That is my best question always I receive. So, <laughs> so a young woman also asked me from, from Monash University many years ago. Uh, I was just like reading this. And then she was on the other side. And I was praying because the person I was talking to was ending their journey. And then I said to the Lord, who I'm going to speak to? And then she just said, what are you reading? <laughs> I said, well, I'm reading the gospel, a commentary on the gospel of Mark. And she said, is that part of the Bible? I said, yes, this is one of the four gospels. And this gospel particularly begins like this, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I started to memorize the gospel. And I started, I was traveling north route all the way to Gardenville. And I was praying also that they don't end their trip. And then we went all the way to Nipin Highway. And well, this Muslim girl, as I was, she said that, and I started to share with her the love of Christ. Why we have the confidence and assurance that we have salvation and we are going to heaven. And as I was sharing these things, her heart was just so open wide. And I could see the joy. Her name is Holy. I mean, Tahira in Arabic. And I said, I, I pray that you continue to be holy. And particularly if you come and surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And then she said to me, have a nice day. When she was just finishing her journey. So here the eternal life is a reality. And we have been saved for this very purpose as God's people. And the Lord himself is able to bring us to that end. But we are to see. One of the things I said to this girl, I said to her like, look. Why we have this assurance? Jesus said, from our, the fruits of our lives, we will know whether we have been saved. And I said to her, well, you cannot go, go, travel in this train, going to Dananong, when you are, or, uh, are going to Cranbourne, when you are going to Dananong. You can't go the opposite direction. And she agreed that. And so the way we live as God's people will show where we are going to end. That is why Jude is urging God's people really to keep ourselves, to contend. And that is a calling, a call to persevere. How can we contend to the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints? And so persevere. The world is full of troubles, isn't it? We are challenged in our hearts to lose heart. When was the last time you found it so difficult to pray? Many times. When was the last time really you are confronted to just to give up the things? Or, or you say, Ehabut. Who remembers Ehabut? When the ark was taken, they said, the glory is taken, is departed. When, when was the last time you said to yourself, well, the Lord is able to keep you, just trust and fix your eyes on Jesus and open your mouth in prayer. That is a prayer in the spirit. Lord, help me to pray. And you begin to read the word and sing praises to his name. To stir up yourself, David, and strengthen himself in the Lord. In these troubled days, we are only safe in the arms of Jesus. If we sleep and sleep for a moment, we are gone. The world is putting pressure on us. Even not even to hold fast to the glorious things, uh, saints of all times have believed. 
is the Sunday, keeping the Sabbath, full of activities today. We are unable, even, even those who are in our household, to convince them of the importance of holding fast to God's standards. So difficult. But the Lord has promised that he is able. And today the stirring and the call for us is to contend to this faith. This faith is so precious. This faith is so precious. And there are a lot of other people around there, Christian people, maybe looking to us. I had this experience when I'm just so struggling back in Egypt. I would want to call my friend, please, before I could say to them, please, can you pray for me? And they say, please, can you pray for me? <laughs> I'm going through these things. And then you have to just put aside really your struggles and begin to pray for them. And as you pray for them, you are so delivered. And so you are strengthening yourself. Maybe the way for us to overcome a lot of our troubles by looking to the needs of other people. You see, by giving ourselves to pray for them and to serve them. Maybe even to leave our own thing. May we go. If there is a need to go and read them the Bible, you see. And pray for them. And make sure that you, cook, you can cook their food. You can clean their house. When you go home, flood of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. These are means of grace. We are to come out of ourselves if we are ever, ever going to be able to build up ourselves in our most holy faith. It's a selfless faith. If we are able to ever going to be able to keep the love of God in our hearts, we are to depart from ourselves. Self-centeredness is one of the enemies of God's people. That robbing us of the joy of the Lord. Of, of enjoying God forever. You see, the, is that confession of faith? Westminster Confession of Faith. What is the chief purpose of man? Is to love God and, and enjoy, glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. But when is forever? Are we enjoying Him? You see, now and forever. Are we enjoying Him? Are we snatching people from the fire? Or people are just dying next to us, unable, without the anointing, and the use of God and the power of God, we will never be able. One of the cries of the Church of Christ today is that the world is opposing the gospel. When we have a lot of opportunities, just look at your workplace, full of non-Christians, you see? But we are unable. So maybe there is a call for us to come to prayer meetings, to have more prayer meetings. You don't have to come to pray with me or Michael or anyone. Just call three people next to you and pray with them. You see, you need to have this exercise on a daily basis. I have this young person in our family, in our, uh, our extended family. He says he prays three times a day. And people now are speaking about his joy. He's full of joy and life, excitement about Christ, quoting the Bible on Facebook all the time. He's smiling and on fire just jumping on planes from Alice Spring, attending these conferences, and just going back to his work. He's just a young man, 28 or 27. He found Christ four years ago. He was struggling here in Australia, and he went to Gambella, and he lived there for six years with an extended family. He came back a different person. Maybe we need to get out. We don't have to go out, out in another country. Maybe we need to get out of ourselves, you see, and we will be on fire. There is a call for us to persevere in this holy faith. We cannot afford to live natural life. We've been called to be different. Called to be spirit-filled, full of love and joy of the Lord. 
able to snatch people from fire, having the excitement and the passion for the gospel of Jesus Christ. These things today are contested, and I said in these notes that we have two enemies, the enemy from outside and the enemy from within. These two enemies, we are to defeat them because God is able. God is able to keep us. And we can say glory to him, to the only God, to the only God, our Savior. He's the one who has saved us. Be glory. We glorify him because he's enabling us to stand and to discern and to understand majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. This is the doxology. can be preached as a sermon as well. It's not there in vain. It's to reveal to us the fact that God who has saved us is able to keep us. And he is inviting us to delight ourselves in him, building us ourselves up to have the resources in our hearts, the discernment, the love, the patience, the endurance. You see, the generosity, the kindness, all the fruits of the Holy Spirit and passion for the lost and the desire to build ourselves up in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, some of our leaders also, sometimes they discourage us. I was told one day by one of our lecturers, he was a prominent, he was a visiting lecturer, he, was, he said there was a young guy, always all that he talks about is, is a God and, and the Word of God and, and, and John Calvin's and, or history or books that he has read. And so he was just so preoccupied. Of course, he was trying to make a point. And he said, oh, do, do, Concern yourself about other things as well. Well, we don't have to go that path. If the Lord is laying on your heart to be just concerned about one single thing, the time is short. Just do it. Are you going to persevere? A call to perseverance. Are you going to persevere? Even when things are difficult, knowing that God is able to help you. And you keep going, keep on reading the word of God, saying no to those who want to lead you astray like false prophets. Tell you, oh, it is okay, it is your right to have this, to have uh, a baby or a child outside marriage. You see, all these things are not of God. And we are to persevere, a call to persevere and let us contend for the faith that once was given to those people because we are not reinventing the wheels we are called to follow in the foot of steps of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the saints who were faithful and kept themselves even hate from their bodies, even those clothes that are stained with sin, clothes that can remind you of a situation where you were not godly. Let us pray.